Welcome to Third and Long, where we've been doing it all season long, providing you with 360-degree access, all areas pass into everything in the NFL with a little bit of an Aussie twist. Now, Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au. Now, massive week, divisional playoffs week, only eight teams reign, but the man who was seen swanning up and down the Gold Coast after Magic Millions in his man candy, a big welcome to Mark Goodwell. Marco, how are you going? Good, Corey. Self, uh, brilliant week up your neck of the woods in the Gold Coast. They looked after us uh, very well, the Little Birdie crew. Uh, managed to pick up a horse. We're in the process of trying to sell that, but uh, yeah, it's a very good place to spend a week up there and uh, took full advantage of it. Yes, I, I again, pardon the pun, a little birdie did tell me you did have a little bit of a crack. But uh, speaking of another man who now I think he has got the brazen bits a little bit, top rope, <laughs> no invite, mate. What's going on? You didn't manage to get up onto the Gold Coast with Marco. No, I didn't manage to get up there with Marco, but just happy Marco managed to make it back alive. That's, what, uh, that's what's most important. It was uh, He was drifting to well, well and truly odds against come, uh, come Friday night, but... Uh, the great man kicked. <laughs> now, boys, wild card weekend. Uh, what did we all think of it? What was the, the highlight? I'll throw, I'll throw to you, Marco, first. I know what the low light wouldn't have been, or would have been, sorry, was uh, the Patriots copping an absolute shellacking from the Bills. But what was the highlight for you? Uh, I just think I just think that the games just in general is really good. Uh, you know, probably probably um, you know the 49ers upset on on the Cowboys seems to create the most uh, newsworthy story. I guess they love bashing the Cowboys, so anytime they get into the playoffs and and lose, um, so you know, not jumping on uh, top ropes bandwagon, but I know he was cheering very hard, and he, he that was probably his highlight of the week. But uh, there's a lot of the, five out of the six favorites won, so I don't think there was too much off course. And uh, yeah, the Bills were. Were unbelievable, really, against the Pats. Uh, you know, there was a few games that were over at halftime, uh, which is probably disappointing from uh, a betting point of view or even viewing. But you know, the, the better sides won quite comfortably, and as I said, the only upset was the 49ers. Top rope, silly question to ask you. What was your highlight of the weekend? I suppose my highlight of the weekend was the Dallas Cowboys calling a draw play with 14 seconds left in their timeouts. It was wonderful. I'll tell you what. There's there's ways to enjoy winning. And then there's ways to enjoy winning. And watching that monstrosity was absolutely delightful for a team. Uh, there aren't too many more teams in, in, in sport that I would despise more than the Dallas Cowboys. So seeing them, uh, seeing them lose in such inglorious fashion was a real treat, a real cherry on top for a famous Niners win. So we may as well rip straight into it off the back of that. We may as well go straight into the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers and and boys, what a what a calamity that game was for the the Dallas Cowboys. It just seemed like over the over the last few years, it's just gone on and on, and and they had so many penalties. Um, and as Top Road alluded to, just that absolute mess at the end of the game. Um, the fallout's going to be really big in that, and to see what happens. But Marco. What did you what did you make of it? Look, I, I think from a personal point of view, it just seemed like um, you know, I mean, the the players getting paid the big money at the Cowboys and the people getting paid the big money at the Cowboys were found wanting in in the pointy end of the season. 
Yeah, we always look for answers when you fall short. And, you know, every every team, well, a lot of teams have had their issues this year, obviously, with uh, COVID and everything like that. But, you know, the, the Cowboys had a pretty good run. They got to where they need to be. They had a home ground uh, game and they really shouldn't have shouldn't have lost that. They shouldn't have got in that position early either as well. I know you can talk about the last play and, you know, t- Top Rope's probably got it on his phone screensaver at the moment, so he watches it every every couple of minutes. But, you know, Dallas Cowboys didn't didn't come out and play early and just got too far behind and, and probably the 49ers shouldn't have allowed Dallas so close in the end. So even though that's a highlighted play and that falls to the coaching staff, no doubt. I know Prescott probably should have known – well, he should have known the rules as well. But I, I, I was disappointed with Dallas, how they came out at home, uh, obviously under, behind their big crowd – just very disappointing first half, and that's where the game was lost, I don't think, at the end as well. They didn't deserve to get the win anyway. And top rope, I think I might have uh, touched on that last week. The thing that had to happen, did happen at the start of the game, as the 49ers fan, you nearly would have been doing cartwheels with that opening drive, and everything that you had to do happened. It was a great, you know I mean? It was a great drive uh, by Garoppolo and the boys, and... Um, it really put the Cowboys back on their heels straight away by taking the crowd out of it, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it last week, but the one thing the Niners could not do is fall behind. They, they're not a team built to come from behind. And I know they came back on the Rams a few weeks ago, but this is a team that is built to lead. And, you know, their ability to run the ball you know, almost put the game to bed at the end if Debo Samuel gets, you know, another centimetre. Uh, but they, they played from in front and, yep, they did allow... Uh, the Cowboys back into it, unnecessarily so. The kind of it was a pretty reckless pass from from, from Garoppolo to get picked off there and allow the Cowboys back into it late in the, in the fourth quarter. But look, this was a game that played out exactly as San Francisco needed it. And look, this is this game was an indictment on the Dallas coaching staff. Like how Kellen Moore's getting head coaching news, I'll never know. How Mike McCarthy still has a job, I'll never know. Like the lack of discipline was probably worse than that last fourth down play. But a team giving away a record number of, uh, of penalties, particularly the pre-snap penalties, was just utterly ridiculous. Like they they really cost themselves a, a, a massive season. All the goodwill that was built up this year with the team they've got, they're throwing the, the Prescott years away, like they threw the, the Tony Romo years away. Yeah, the fact this team is not uh, this team now has a record number of playoff games without without a. Uh, even reaching a conference championship. So, mm. stunning. Well, look, boys, uh, believe it or not, there were other games of football <laughs> last week. So, we'll get on to the more positive stories. And wasn't this a big uh, positive? The Bengals winning their, their first playoff game in 31 years, led by Jamar Chase and Burroughs. They were both solid. Uh, Marco, what did you make of that game? Wasn't It wasn't a spectacular game. It was... It was probably both teams just, you know, I mean, trying to secure a win after a long period of time. But it was uh, great for all those long-suffering Cincinnati Bengals fans. Yeah, great effort. Um, yeah, the city's obviously celebrating pretty hard. I hope they can back it up this week against Tennessee because, you know, interesting to see what the boys think later on, uh, Top Rope and Jerry. But, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Cincinnati are rolling at the right end of the season and I, I think they've got every amount of confidence going into Tennessee that they can maybe sneak the win out there and continue their season on. But, yeah, their younger players that led Burroughs was, uh, you know, very good and Chase just continues. What what a season he's had. It's just unbelievable, really. Um, you know, and, and credit to the Raiders making the playoffs as well with the season they've had. It's been well, well talked about over the year. 
Um, I, th- I think they can be satisfied with with how far they've come as well with the adversity they face. But yeah, I'm interesting to see the Bengals. I don't think they're done yet going into Tennessee next week. Now, top rope, I think we're better off giving uh, Marco a very wide berth. And I've done this strategically. I'll get you your thoughts on the, the Buffalo and the New England Patriots route. It was the biggest loss in uh, Bill Belichick's long career at the Patriots. But Josh Allen, how special was he? Uh Absolutely remarkable. His development and, and and the sharp rise of it has been something something else over the last couple of years. But seriously, how much does Sean McDermott hate Bill Belichick? Like he really ran that score up, and there was there was not an ounce of mercy being shown then. So, um, but seven drives, seven touchdowns. You know, yeah, bills of the bills have punted in one of their last four games. It's remarkable how they move the ball. So. Um, they're running it effectively now with Singletree. Obviously, Allen's running a lot more than he was early in the season. His passing game is spawned. There's weapons everywhere. So, uh, real dangerous proposition this week against Kansas City, that's for sure. But one of the one of the great wins in Buffalo history, no doubt about that. Now, if they, yeah, I did hear that stat. They might put Pro Kick Australia out of business if they keep going as uh, at that rate. But but um, Marco onto Tampa Bay and Philly. Bit of a non-event. It was 31 zip in the third quarter. Um, bit of jump time points for Philly in the end, but look, the Bucks and Tom Brady um, and Mike Evans and the old firm of Gronk and Brady, they were, they, were, they were solid. If not, they weren't spectacular, but they they did what they had to do. Yeah, big class difference, I think, in this match. Uh, you know, the betting wasn't undersold, but like you know, it, it was probably on the cheap side for Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, they just they destroyed the Eagles. The Eagles kind of probably didn't deserve to be in. They were probably there through, you know, default more than anything else. Just didn't have the uh, the cattle to get the job done. Big class difference. Tampa Bay, easy winners. And, uh, you know, they move on. And I, I just don't think they, they didn't have to do too much, Tampa Bay. Just Philly just didn't match up well with them. And, uh, yeah, it was put to bed early. And top rope, the Chiefs and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they really did send Ben into, right into retirement, didn't they? But, more importantly, for all the Chiefs fans, uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he just continues on his his recent brilliant form. Five touchdowns, 404 yards. Yeah, the final score probably flooded Pittsburgh in the end. That 21 it did. It, uh, they, they could barely move the ball for, for any of the game. Uh, they weren't trying to, but it felt like they were these short, dinky passes that were well behind the line of scrummage that were going nowhere. Uh, Chiefs, when they just, like, yeah, when Pittsburgh scored that first, yeah, the, the defensive touchdown, he thought, "Hello, like, this this is this is going to be a real scrap." Bang, 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 and all of a sudden it was, you know, game over at halftime. So, uh, absolute delight to watch the Chiefs, and they're finally figuring out whether it's by design or whether it's by by like how to use Pringle, Hardman, all these, I guess, second tier players, your your non Hills and Kelsey's and. As we saw with the Kelsey touchdown, it just it just eventually opens up for the really good players. So, um, it, like the best thing for for Travis Kelsey has been Pringle and Hardman being effective over the last month, and you know, he's starting to come into his own business end of the year. And Marco in the in the final game with the Rams, didn't they really beat up on Arizona in the amount of times um, where Arizona was starting was was quite remarkable, and and it wouldn't Kyler Murray didn't he has some really awkward positions to try and start from. It was, uh, it, I mean, there were some games just, you know, shot out of the water really early, wasn't it? It was, it was almost like teams were either late getting off the plane or the bus, and this was another classic example. that They were never in at the Cardinals at any stage. I know their form had really dropped off the last, I think, five matches going into the season. 
Um, they lost Hopkins, and that you know just made such a difference to their their offense, and the, the scoring just dried up. And Murray was without answers. I know he was put in the back foot, but the the Rams' defense was just unbelievable, and and Stafford did the job with the offense. And again, another game that was over very quickly. Um, I think it was twenty one at halftime, and and then they scored the first touchdown. So they just went through the motions the second half. And again, another team, I think the Rams now have won six out of their last seven going to Tampa Bay, and they'll be full of confidence as well, whether they can get the job against Brady. But, you know, the pressure will be off Stafford now that he went there, got got the playoff win that he needed to prove he can, um, get that monkey off his back, I guess, and now he's going into the ultimate challenge, going down to play Brady on his home deck. So I'm really looking forward to that match next week. Yeah, real opportunity for Matt Stafford to... To go to another level and be considered in that upper echelon of uh, elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, Marco, market movers during wild, wild card week, what were the plunges that landed? Yeah, so we had, um, you know, obviously with less games, you wouldn't think there was that many market moves. And obviously with the playoffs, generally the markets do stay pretty solid once they're released. Uh, but we had, a, we had a few on the weekend. Philadelphia well-backed uh, as the outsiders uh, open plus nine and a half down to seven and a half. They missed with Tampa Bay uh Still covering one by 16. Their total was well back to the under, um, which the punters got that correct. It moved two points to the under, finished 46. Did have a chance to go over, but uh, the under punters were right there. Uh, one of the, what, a, a little go was for Pittsburgh, the outsider at plus 13, down to 11.5, but uh, KC did the job there by 21, covered pretty easily. And the last game, which we just spoke about, Arizona, there was pretty good money from plus four to plus three. Uh, didn't it ripped up their tickets pretty quick. The punters there, they didn't have to wait long. No cheer, and the total uh, there for the punters got a bit of money back to finish off. The total was back to the unders, and that delivered for them. It sure did. Well, that was a huge wrap of the supercars or super wildcard weekend, I should say. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with to the house. Welcome back. It's now time for To The House, brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. Marco, take it away. All right, Corey, we get into the bookie wrap for the six games that we had on Wildcard Weekend. It's a very successful one for the punters. Probably the first losing week they've uh, had the bookies, I would have thought. Uh, five out of the six favourites won, and all five of those covered the line as well. Uh, heavily favoured to the under totals. There was only two out of the six over totals went. And of the home teams, with along with the favourites, obviously during the playoffs, most of the uh, the home teams will be favourites, five out of six won. So you can see on the season there, those percentages won't change too many too much more now with the uh, less games. So we won't go through those. We'll bring back in uh, Top Rope just quickly to run through uh, last week's wildcard games with his five selections he had there, Top Rope. You must have felt a bit like the Patriots did, I think, uh, over the weekend, Top Rope. Not a a good list there for you. Uh, No, not a good list at all there, Mark. Thanks for bringing that up. I'm sure the fans (laughs) have enjoyed it. The New England plus four, that was gone after about three minutes. So... Uh, yeah, not a not a, not not a great game. We had a chance with the uh, the last drive in in, in, in the Raiders Bengals game. Uh, depending on what line you got, you may have chopped out on the Philly Tampa Bay over. You may have won a little bit of forty five and a half round top score, but yeah, not a not a good week for punters at the. We took the recommended prices. All right. So top ropes uh, season tally is now forty seven uh, W and forty eight in the loss column. All right, we get straight into the uh, divisional weekend. We've got four games to cover here. 
And we're going to jump right into it now with the first match of the week. We'll be uh, shown on Sunday morning, our time at 8.30 a.m. It'll be All games will be shown on ESPN. Uh, we've got Cincinnati traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The home favorite here, Tennessee, line of minus three and a half and the total at 47 flat. As I throw to top rope first, we've got um, Cincinnati are in pretty good form, as we mentioned earlier in the uh, weekly wrap-up. They've won four of their last five. Tennessee have won three straight. Uh, they're off the bye, got to freshen up last week. They didn't play this this uh, year, no head-to-heads to speak of. Um, I just want to mention Tennessee have been very good at home this year at 7-2 and two, and um, maybe getting their running back top rope. Uh, Henry might be back. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I uh, like the Bengals a lot in this spot here. Uh, There's a number for you here, Marco. Uh, divisional round underdogs, so they take on a number one seed, 23-12-1 against the spread. In the last 36. So I, I do think that the natural starting point here is the Bengals. Well, they've been playing some, 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 some great football. Where they're, they're going to have to win this is through the air, which is obviously their strength. They've got the seventh-ranked passing offense. It's the 25th-ranked passing defense. So I think that's a nice little matchup there. The Titans have covered just one of five for win. Oh, I, I really like the Bengals in this one. I think they're, they're a very, very strong play getting a field goal on the hook. Okay, three and a half plus there for top rope. As we bring in Jerry Jones all the way from the States. You uh, joined us last week. Appreciate your time last week. I think your best bet uh, won quite easily. The Bills, we'll get into that a bit later when we cover that game. But uh, as we welcome you in, how do you see the game Cincinnati v Tennessee panning out for you? Well, like your previous guest, I, I like the dog there. Um, I, you know, I was I was tossing and turning. On this one, Tennessee, they're one of the most unimpressive number one seeds we've seen in a long time. Uh, I was looking at their odds to win the Super Bowl, you know, just having to win two home games to get there. And I still couldn't pull the trigger. So that tells you something. Cincinnati plus the three and a half. I think last week uh, they got the playoff jitters out of the way. They were clearly the better team, but almost blew it. You know, the Raiders got down there late, you know, with a chance to tie. Um, but you know, since he survived in advance, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the stage isn't too big for those guys. Give me plus three in the hook. Mark, an interesting thing about this game, both these teams lost to the Jets. What do you think about that? Are you a Jets fan? I uh, used to be, but I just think it's pretty <laughs> funny looking at these records that they both lost to the Jets, which is Jeez. pretty amazing on its own. Well, you picked but, the- yeah, Bengals plus the three and a half. I hope you've moved on. If you picked another side, if you've been cheering for the Jets all your life, that's not, that's not a good way to live. Uh, all right, so both the dogs there. Corey, have you got a different take on this game or are you going to stick fat with the other two? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm against the other two, even though right. I, I like it. tend to agree with the, I mean, what Cincinnati did last week. But I think with Derek Henry back, back in that team, Tennessee, I agree. Not, you know, I mean, not very fancied in terms of being uh, the number one in that in that division, but... I don't know. I think with Derek Henry, passed the fitness test this morning, apparently. So uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee. All right. Corey's going against the grain there. Uh, that'll kick us off. We've got on match two now. Uh, this will also be shown on Sunday at uh, quarter past 12 p.m. our time on ESPN. Uh, looking forward to this one. We've got a few vested interests. Top rope will be up and about for this game. We've got the 49ers traveling to Green Bay Packers. And we've got the home team here, the Packers line of minus five and a half and a total of 47 and a half. Top rope, there's not too much between these teams. Both teams on fire of late. San Francisco, your team, they've won eight of nine to reach the playoffs. They dusted Dallas, as we spoke about last week. 
while Green Bay have the week off. They're freshened up. Uh, they've won five of their last six, and they are defending a perfect 8 0 at home. Can your team come in and upset Green Bay Packers? Yeah, they, look, I, I, they can. I'm not, not from a betting point of view, I don't, there's no confidence at all in this game. I, I, yeah, there's some concern with the Niners around the injuries that Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are carrying into the game. Like that's yeah, they're the two linchpins of the defence. The, the Packers get Zadarius Smith back, so that's another massive thing for them. There's no doubt about this to, to me that the Packers are the better team. They are in such a great spot as from a betting proposition in terms of Rogers is 69-37-4 against the number at home. The Packers are 11-1 against the spread at home off a loss. They've covered 12-16, of 16, covered 7-8 of eight at home this year. The Niners can keep it closer. The Niners will run the ball. The big difference between this game is, well, obviously Aaron Rodgers, but it's the takeaway and the turnover battle here. The Packers turn the ball over. They rank second in turnovers this year against the Niners, the 24th in takeaways. The Packers rank ninth in takeaways against the Niners who are 21st in turnovers. So I, I can't – I think the Packers are going to get more opportunities here. So probably a lean towards the minus five and a half here, cheering the Niners on, but lean towards the minus, not a huge deal of confidence. <laughs> See how hard that <laughs> see how hard that was for top rope. He, it he, was incredibly hard for him to spit that out there. It was like Shit. he was drinking stale beer, fair dinkum. He's uh, he really wants to stick fat. He can't get away from his own 49s. He knows Green Bay's the better side. He's been tipping them up for the best part of 10 or 12 weeks to win the Super Bowl. Yet when his 49ers are going against him, he just can't bring himself to go, Green Bay will win, Green Bay will move on. <laughs> All right, Jerry, bring some sense to this. Seriously, Top Rope is a diehard 49ers. You saw him on screen there. That was like he was he was hooked up to something, Fair Dinkum. What 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 have you got in this game? I, I thought I was at a funeral listening. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have the, the background that you guys do with him, but it really seemed very sad. But, yeah, the, I agree with him. With the, the injuries to Bosa and Warner are huge. From what I'm seeing, both are supposed to play, uh, but I don't know how effective they're going to be. I was leaning Green Bay before those injuries. Uh, you know, San Fran has that game that, that that travels well. They play defense. They run the ball. Uh, you know, they have a good game to, to play on the road. But Jimmy G is not a quarterback that's going to win a shootout. Uh, he's got to, you know, like I just said, he's got to run the ball, play action, play it safe. You saw when the moment that the, the, the lights got bright, he almost threw that game away to Dallas. He literally threw it right to the D-back on Dallas. And if they weren't inept, Dallas should have come back and won that game. I don't see Rodgers and Jimmy G being a fair fight. I'm laying just the five and a half. I got the team off the bye. Again, I you know I wasn't looking to, to lay the Packers pretty big. You know, just like the Titans, I'm not sold on them as that one seed. But they should win, and they should win big in this game. I'm laying the five and a half. I don't even see it being close. The only way this is close is let's say 49ers get the ball and they go up 7-0 and the Packers have an early turnover. If somehow San Fran gets up by 10 and just runs the ball over and over and plays it very safe, that's the the recipe for the upset, but I don't see it. I don't see Jimmy G playing Aaron Rodgers in a shootout. There's just the Packers are moving on. Okay. All right, we've got a split decision here. Corey, which way are you going to go? Are you going to go uh, 49ers or are you going to stick fat with Green Bay Packers? No, nah, sticking fat with Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be minus 15, minus 20 on uh, Saturday night in Green Bay with the wind chill. And I just think the, the for mine that, yeah, the Packers, 
And and as Jerry just said, if I've got any faith in the two quarterbacks when it really comes down to it, it's it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers and the mission he's on this year. But on the flip side, as uh, Jerry just said, you know, I mean, when the bright lights and he had to throw it last week, look what happened. And I, I don't know. Look, be a great game. Really looking forward to it. But Green Bay for mine. Okay. All right. We've got uh, we've got the split decision there. But uh, yeah, it looks should be a cracking game. Looking forward to it. You can eat your lunch and watch the uh, 49ers take on the Packers. All right, we've got the uh, Monday games for us moving on to now third game of the week. We've got uh, this one I'm looking forward to especially. The Rams taking on Tampa Bay. A uh, bit of a road trip here for the Rams. We've got Tampa Bay home favorites at line of minus three, and the total is at 48 flat at the moment. Uh, two very good sides here. 13 wins to the Rams, 14 for the Packers for the year. Um, the Rams have won six out of their last seven, and Tampa Bay have won eight of their last nine here, top rope. Uh, I'm expecting... A bit of shootout here. I reckon it's a high-octane game here. Um, who have you got in this game, and what are your thoughts on the total? Yeah, well, let's start with the total. I absolutely love the over. I'm totally with you there, MJ. I marked this uh, a lot higher than the 48.5 that it is, so I'll be backing the over here. Just some, some strong angles here. The over is 10 of 11 when the Rams are a dog, 8 of 9 when they're a road dog, 4 and 5 when they're off allowing less than 15. is 13 and 3 when the Bucks are off a win of 14 plus, 13 of 19 when they're a home favourite. So... Um, the only way the ball is getting moved in this game is uh, passing. The Rams uh, are going to have to pass against this, but the Bucks' run defense. They're, they're going to shut that run down pretty easily. Uh, the, the Rams are, are very good at stopping the run as well. And Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette, possibly back, but I haven't seen uh, anything definitive there. So uh, I expect a lot of passing and I expect a shootout. So. Uh, I'm going to stick with Brady in this one. Brady against Stafford is, is a pretty key matchup for mine, and I'm more than happy to take uh, Tom Brady in this one, laying any three points. A bit surprised at the line here. To be honest, I thought uh, a little disrespectful. I know there's been plenty of injuries. The injury to uh, Tristan Wirfs is obviously uh, a big issue for Tampa Bay. They, their ability to protect Brady went, went south pretty quickly when he was hobbling around and then not playing in the second half. So... Um, we'll see what they do there. But, yeah, first first thoughts are over is a great bet. Tampa Bay minus three, definitely a play. Okay, a bit of a double play there for top rope. Jerry, um, you know, the Rams will be coming in full of confidence here, but, geez, Tampa Bay, Brady at home. They've been 8-1 eight and, eight and this year, the defending champs. How do you see this one? All right, I'm going to go against uh, our previous speaker here. This is one of my favorite plays of the week. I know you'll probably ask in the end. This is my number one play of the week with the Rams plus the three. Uh, again, just like the previous game with the banged up uh, Warner and Bosa, we're looking at a banged up Wirfs and Jensen. Uh, I know a lot of people like to talk about Brady and the offense, but the key is their offensive line is, you know, the same starters week in and week out. They're dominating at their positions. Uh, uh, Wirfs, when he went out, you know, last week, anybody but the Eagles, the Tampa Bay Bucks were ripe to be had. It was, you know, the Eagles didn't really deserve to be there. Uh, they snuck in as a seven seed. Tampa Bay probably would have lost to almost anyone else. I think no Godwin, no Antonio Brown, big, big downgrade at wide receivers. You can see Tyler Johnson's a little lost out there. He doesn't get the reads right. He does have some skills. But with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the rest of that defense, a banged up offensive line and a banged up receiver core. I, I don't, this is a perfect recipe to see Brady go down. I like the Rams plus the points big. I like them to win outright. And shocking enough, I don't even see it being close. I mean, unless I'm missing something. I, 
I just don't see it. Okay. What are, what are your thoughts on the total there? Have you got any thoughts on the total around the 48? You know, I think it's a good number. If anything, I would lean to the over, but I'm not playing anything there. Uh, I think McVay, he'll show you. Like last week against the Cardinals, that should have been an easy over. But when he got up 21-0, he's not afraid to go run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt. He played very conservative with a 21-0 lead. He could do the same here. Uh, for me, you know, it, it's it's just if the Rams win, I think it's going to stay under. If Tampa wins, I think it'll be a shootout. I'm going to pass and just stick with the Rams. Okay. All right, Corey, how do you see this game? Yeah, well, funnily enough, I, Jerry, Jerry and I must have had the same notes because uh, especially with that line, some of their linemen missing and that pass rush of, uh, of Donald and the Rams, like I'm very – very bullish on the Rams this week. And then I know with some of these injuries to the Bucks as well, I think the, the Rams have win out like and I, I do like that uh that line as well. So for me, the the Rams. Okay. All right. So we've got two pretty strong on the outsiders there. The Rams at plus three and top ropes are pretty much declaring plenty of points in this game over the 48. Okay, we've got our fourth and final game, and it's going to be a build-up all week for this one because uh, this could, you know, I know they're in the same division stuff like this, but, geez, this could easily be a Super Bowl matchup. this one. We've got Buffalo Bills travelling to take on the Chiefs here. The Chiefs are the home favourite at minus 2.5, and a a total that's just on the way down, open 55 flat, now down to 54. So throw to top rope. Uh, you know, if I was having a pick of the four matches, I'd say this would be match of the week. Uh, the Bills have now won five straight, uh, all by 12 or more points. So, you know, they're not only winning, they're dominating at their spot. And what more can you say about the Chiefs after a very slow start? They've won 10 of their last 11. Who have you got uh, the options line or total here, Top Rope? Uh, I'm going Buffalo with the points here. I think Buffalo can win this game off the stick. But uh, um, what I like about the Bills here is, they hold form off a win. They've covered 12 of 17 off a win of 14 plus. They played well on the road. They've covered 9 of 13. Alan Mahomes is just obviously a wonderful, wonderful matchup. Yeah, a huge number of weapons on each side. I do like the Buffalo defense more to, 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 to stop the Kansas. I think they've regressed a bit, the Chiefs, when they started playing some good teams over the last few weeks. You know, they did concede 21 to, uh, to, to Pittsburgh last week. So, yeah, not a huge deal of confidence, but I do think Buffalo are going to be able to move the ball a lot easier uh, than the Chiefs are going to be able to. And, and I think Josh Allen's running game is going to be so critical to this game. I think he is just going to be able to run. I wouldn't say it will, but it's going to be run. No, but that option is going to be there. You know, critical kind of third down players are when they're going to need it. So, uh, I'll, yeah, Buffalo for me. Okay. You heard it there, Buffalo for top rope. Jerry, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Bills-Chiefs? Yeah, and like you said, this could be very easily be a Super Bowl matchup. These are the two of the best teams out there. Uh, you know, I hate to do this in a show like this, but I'm going to pass this game. Uh, these are the two best teams out there, the cream of the crop. The funny thing is they're, Vegas is pretty much telling you that Buffalo's the better team. I mean, Kansas City at home isn't the customary field goal. So uh, neutral field, they probably have Bill slightly favored, uh, which is saying a lot since Kansas City has been the representative two straight years. Uh, I, I'm just going to sit back and watch this game, enjoy it. It's the last game of the week, hopefully sitting on a bunch of profits. But if I were to do anything, because I'm here to, you know, to give out a pick, if I were to do anything, I'd go over that total. I mean, you got Mahomes and Allen. I know you got Buffalo with the number one defense overall, but that's kind of 
you know, weird because of the division that they played in, uh, the schedule that they played. I don't really think that they're the number one defense out there. Kansas City will score. Josh Allen will score. Over 54 is probably the best bet here, but I'm just going to pass the side and just watch it. Okay. All right, Corey, what are your thoughts on this game? Going to be a cracker. Yeah, I'll try and come up with a pick because uh, Jerry's sitting right on the fence <laughs> at the moment. But uh, no, nah, look, I, 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 I'm I, in a grants. Like, this is just one hell of a game that you can't wait to sit back and watch. For mine, I'm really intrigued to see at the start of the game, would Josh Allen have that same intent that he did last week? And th- and that's really going to be a telltale sign for me. But that said, um, I'm definitely going to stick with Kansas City. They were my pick at the start of the season to to make the Super Bowl. So I've got to stick with them. And uh, I will pick them in a very, very close and hopefully classic game. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm glad it's kind of scheduled last because we get uh, the build-up all through the week to uh, watch, as I think Jerry said, probably the best two teams in the NFL at the moment go at it. All right. We'll just uh, we'll just keep Jerry on the line for a little bit longer. I just want to go through the Super Bowl betting at the moment. We're down to the last eight teams, and we'll just quickly go through the market here at Top Sport. We've got uh, the Packers coming off their buy favorite at $4.40. The Chiefs are at $4.80. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are at $6. So you can see by the betting there for the Super Bowl, they play each other. So the winner out of that match should be expected to go deep into this playoffs. Tampa Bay Bucks at six fifty, dollars out to the Rams, $7.50. Tennessee, the number one seed in that side with a week off at eight seventy-five. dollars Top ropes, 49ers at $13. And the Bengals are the outsiders this stage at $16. Top rope, just quickly, one word. You've been on the... Uh, the Packers for a long time. You also tipped the 49ers about four or five weeks ago at $41. So you're starting to see a bit of profit there. If you're just chiming in for this week uh, and having one bet, who are you picking? The Bengals are value from one at $16. I think if they get through Tennessee, they've beaten Kansas City this year. I think they, they've got the passing game to be able to go with it. Obviously, they'll start decent at starters. But if I was having one bet this week, I'd, I'd be taking the $16 on the Bengals. Okay, sixteen dollars there for the Bengals top rope. If you're investing, Jerry, if I could just throw to you on those betting odds, if you were going to chime in for the punters this week as a fresh book, who would you be uh, putting your money on? So uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win it all. All right, that's what that's what I think. But uh, at those odds, uh, you know, I'm not going to be playing them. You just said it. There's eight teams left in the playoffs, right? And Tennessee is sixth. I mean, come on. I, I, I don't like Tennessee. I don't even think they're going to win this week. But we're, we always bet numbers. We don't bet teams, all right? So for that price, if I'm getting the number one seed that has to win just two home games to make it to the Super Bowl, that's where my money would be strictly due to those odds. I got the number one overall seed as the sixth best choice out of eight teams. Doesn't make any sense. I don't love it, but that's where would my money would be, Tennessee. Okay, interesting play there. All right, Jerry, we're going to let you go. We know your time's short. Really appreciate you joining us uh, today and also for the playoffs. We appreciate your uh, best bet last week getting up. Just remind the punters before you uh, sign off, what is your number one play for this week, please? Number one play is the Rams plus the points. Look for them to win outright. I think uh, Tom Brady will show his age against that defensive line. I think their offensive line is banged up. Their receivers are banged up. The Rams will move on, Mark. Okay, appreciate your time. We'll catch in with Jerry next week. Each week, our panel of four has been granted $100 to invest. Some have invested it more wisely than others, but it's been sponsored by topsport.com.au. Topsport is Australia's best betting bookie. 
bet where the pros gets it. Now, all the profits have been donated to my platform called Walk With Me Online, where we're doing great things in the physical and mental fitness space. Now, Marco, how are we traveling? Are we getting lots of money in for Walk With Me? The bank keeps building, Corey. Two out of four seems to be our normal uh, MO between us. So we're just trucking along. We'd like to have a good week. This is obviously we've only got four games left for this week. So I'd like a bit of a fill up. But our total, as you can see, uh, sorry, for this week, we went two out of four. Uh, Page has now moved into second spot, much to this dismay of top rope. He's been pretty comfortable there in second position for a while. And uh, my total of the Chiefs got up uh, over 46 and a half. So I'm starting to close the gap from the rear as well. So our overall total, as you can see, Corey still leads away. Uh, eight and sorry, 11 and eight, his record. Our overall total is 32.30. Corey, I think at the start of the year, we were talking about the 3,500 mark. So all, all things given equal, we should go close to that come Super Bowl day. Well, we're on to the divisional predictions from the panel. Let's hope we can make some more money for Walk With Me and Top Rope. I'll start with you. What's your pick for this week? Things don't turn around, Corey. I might become a client of Walk With Me rather than someone trying to help fund it. So it's uh, not going well, but uh, we're going to jump on the over 48 Rams and Bucks this week. I think that'll be a shootout. Will do. And Marco, on to your picks. Uh, I am going to join Top Rope. I know we haven't made it, uh, you know, we've tried to give punters a different tip, but, yeah, I, I clearly agree with Top Rope. Um, you know, we've both marked it north of 50, so I'm also joining Top Rope with the uh, Rams over 48 flat. And just quickly, Paige has sent hers in from wherever she's travelling this week. She has gone Cincinnati and Tennessee, the total under 47 flat there, Corey. And mine, I've gone Tennessee minus three at the line. I did like the Rams, but I'm very strong on Tennessee minus three at the line, and hopefully we can get another winner. Now, speaking of winners, it's not too long until our first ever Super Bowl party competition at the Emerson on Mark's favourite day, which is Valentine's Day. Now, for once, Marco, you're going to have to park that and join us at the Super Bowl party at the Emerson, and all 18 winners will be sent an RSVP invite next week. So make sure you check your inbox and pick up the details if you've won one of those weekly competitions. Now, Marco, how can everyone get involved if they want to join us at the Emerson? Yeah, well, Corey, you're telling me they better get in quick because we're uh, running out of tickets quickly. I think we've only got uh, a handful left. It's definitely under 10 left now. So for $250, if you want to spend Super Bowl party with us, you go to at Little Birdie TV, go to our shop, and you can uh, pick up a ticket. But, yeah, don't leave it too late. Otherwise, you will be celebrating it at another venue. Will do. It's a great spot, the Emerson. I've been there down there during the week, and it's going to be a fantastic setup now. That's a wrap for another week. And unfortunately, that was our third last show. We've only got two more to go. Big th- thanks to the third and long two crew. And a big thanks to Borco for the whole season and putting all this together. You can follow us on YouTube. Find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify and SoundCloud and wherever you listen to your podcast. More importantly, follow us at Little Birdie TV, third and long TV on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, for all your action can be found at topsport.com.au. And also, remember, invest wisely, punters, and enjoy the divisional round playoffs, and we'll see you next week.